welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 38, Asking for Help. Smart humans. This week, I'm going to talk about something most of us, yes, most smart humans, including yours truly, absolutely suck at. And that's asking for help and actually receiving it too. But maybe that should be a different episode. Now, having a smart mind has a very pleasant side effect that you're able to do seemingly endless things relatively easily. I'm not going to deny that that's a massive perk. However, it doesn't matter how smart you are because you, at least as far as I'm aware, will still have to deal with the limits of time and space. In other words, there is no way you can do all the things you're capable of in this lifetime. Yet, that is exactly what a lot of smart people do, or at least try to do. They feel obliged, because they're so smart, to help everyone out, to take on a bigger workload, to figure stuff out by themselves rather than asking for help from a colleague, a peer, or a manager. And by the way, if you're like, hmm, feel obliged, what are you talking about? Check out the episode on gifted guilt. It's a thing, right? And this can create a world of trouble because Asking for help with something, for example, a project sooner rather than later, can help avoid time-consuming edits, reruns, U-turns, all the things. Speaking of U-turns, I'm thinking of British politics right now, but let's not go there. And taking on lots of extra work simply because you're faster, better, etc., etc., without any boundaries will lead to lots of stress and eventually burnout. And it can land you lots of tasks that are definitely not within your zone of genius. As in, sure, you're pretty good at them, but you really don't enjoy them very much. Either because you don't enjoy doing them or they don't feel very rewarding. And my personal example is building databases. I built databases for a while, way back when if anyone remembers Microsoft Access. It's a long time ago. And at the time, I massively enjoyed the problem-solving part of it, as in, what are good categories to create? How do they relate, right? How do we make them talk to each other and not mess up the whole system? And it's actually pretty similar to a certain type of analytical philosophy, coming to think of it. It was a lot of fun for my brain. However... (laughs) despite enjoying it at the time and being relatively good at it. I, as you know, no longer build databases. Why? Because there are so many things I would rather do instead. So many things, right? Yet, so many of my gifted colleagues and peers insist that they should do things simply because they're good at them and find them relatively enjoyable, or at least don't hate them, don't mind doing them. And yes, they can do their bookkeeping by themselves. 
But is this the best use of their time? The answer usually is a very hard no. And the same may be true for you. Are you doing lots of things simply because you're better at them than other people and quote unquote don't really mind? Then you may want to reassess those decisions and start asking for help. For example, what are you currently doing at work that you can delegate, outsource, get a pair of extra hands or brains or eyes on, preferably (laughs) altogether, right? Make a list and get that help. Now, knowing you're a smart mind, if it's a bit like mine, it's probably throwing up lots of objections already. Things like, it's faster if I just do it quickly and it will be better, right? Or... There aren't enough resources, I'm never going to get another person or I'm never going to get the amount of time I need and so on and so forth, right? Or some other version of no one is as competent as me or there simply aren't enough resources, there isn't enough time or money. And both are usually false when you think about it for a little bit longer. If you define competence as being able to learn something and execute at your personal speed, then granted, it may be hard to find a replacement. But listen, that's a pretty useless definition because it excludes most other humans. So take a deep breath in and out, drop your perfectionism. If you need help with that, check out the episode on perfectionism and think again, who could you delegate to? How can you, with your smart, creative mind, find, ask, generate extra resources? What can you drop? What can you eliminate? And then go make that happen. Now, work and business is only one of the many areas where smart humans have a hard time asking for help. There's also stuff like chores, admin, you know, the daily life stuff that we all need to deal with as humans. And I know so many people who, even though they can afford it, because, you know, let's just acknowledge the privilege, but they can afford it, they refuse to outsource something they don't particularly like doing or are particularly good at, like cleaning their house. And sometimes there are even moral objections. They think they should clean their own house, that it isn't fair or even decent to ask someone else to do it. Or sometimes their brain tells a story that it will be impossible to contract it out to a trustworthy, competent person. Now, both aren't true. And listen, smart human, you can free up so much time, energy and joy in your life when you start to realize that and take action on it. If you have the budget, get all the help and support you can with stuff you don't particularly enjoy doing. And then if you pay a decent wage, you get the added benefit of helping another human being make some money. How fun is that? And this is especially true if you're extra neurodivergent, like me, for example, you have ADHD or autism. My brain is very ill-equipped to do bookkeeping, hello ADHD, or Simple things, you know, seemingly simple things like return items I bought online to a store. Hello, autism. Can I do these things if I try really, really hard? Yeah, probably. 
but it will be exhausting and messy. There will be tears and heaps of frustration. So I much prefer to accept my limitations and outsource instead. So in my house, whoever returns the bought items, whether by mail or in person, actually gets a percentage, right? <laughs> I give them an incentive and everybody is happy. Win-win. And to help you figure this out, because I massively enjoyed creating the, the quote-unquote washing machine PDF for you last week, I've created another visual to help you figure out where you should be asking for help. It's very simple. It's a willing slash able, you know, um, quadrant thing. And you can find a download link to it in the show notes. The horizontal axis charts how willing you are to do something and the vertical one how able. And to make that a bit more specific, I've defined able as competent and available, right? Because you're not able to do something if you don't have the time or aren't in the space. And willing as having the drive, right? The wider compulsion and or enthusiasm, being excited about something. Now, feel free to adjust these definitions if you can think of something that resonates more with your brain. But this is a very simple exercise, right? Because your zone of genius is in the upper right-hand corner. That's where the stuff is that you can't wait to do and are also very good at. And this is what you want to spend most of your time doing. Of course, there's stuff, you know, you may not excel at yet that you're learning that also, that you also get to do. But there's stuff in all the other quadrants. That's where you should either delegate, contract out or eliminate. For example, for me... <laughs> In the willing slash unable quadrant, I've put, as an example, help my sister with her homework. And I used to do that. I did that for a while. And that was a very bad idea. I should probably apologize to my sister for that, right? I think I destroyed all the STEM subjects for her. So actually, after a while, she stopped me doing it because I sucked at it so much. It made her feel so bad. So I want you to take a look at the PDF or just draw your own version and give yourself a couple of minutes to drop lots of activities, stuff you're doing in your life and see where they end up. And then go take action on all the things that you obviously shouldn't be doing. Now, having said all that, there's one other area I want to talk to you about where smart people have a hard time getting help. And that's with themselves, whether it's personal growth overcoming trauma or depression, kicking bad habits, you know, anything they want to change about their lives and about themselves, smart people think they can and should figure it out alone. They read all the self-help books. They watch all the how-to or how-to-overcome-x videos. And sometimes it does help, but a lot of times it doesn't. And then they can get stuck in a cycle of self-blame if I'm so smart. Why can't I figure this out, right? There, there is obviously something very wrong with me, which is not a fun spiral to be in. And believe me, I was like that too. It took me years to finally get coaching. And I'm not saying it's easy because as a smart human, it can be harder to find a therapist, a coach or a caregiver, or even like a personal trainer that you resonate with. But that doesn't mean you should give up. It doesn't mean you should stop looking and just go it alone all the time. 
There's so much stuff that either you can't see because it's too close to home or that simply can be resolved so much faster when you get help, right? There's so much unnecessary suffering where people really, you know, can solve their problems if they simply find the right coach or therapist. And maybe they figure it out, you know, in 10 years time, but what if you can figure it out in half a year or a year? So I would encourage you to go get help. Yes, you are smart, but that doesn't mean you need to do it all alone. And actually, I found out that getting help can be pretty fun too. Have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Do you want to learn how to build a life in which you are stretched in the best possible way? Then you want to work with me. DM me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook to learn how. Or send me an email to coaching at elsakramer.com. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.